You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 122. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. Now, this is part three of the free coaching series that will help you prepare for public health career success. Now, during this episode, I will share with you five important steps that you should follow in your public health career planning. In case this is your first time tuning in, let me briefly recap what we've covered so far before we move into this discussion of those five steps. Now, back in episode 122, we focused on your public health career goals and why they're so important. You'd be surprised to know how many people are focused on a title instead of following their heart to serve. So really getting clear at this point makes a huge difference in the long run. Now, in episode 121, we focused on some common public health career mistakes that I want you to avoid. And, you know, as I've worked with clients over the last couple of years, I've noticed several uh, patterns. So in that episode, I talked about five common mistakes that people often make and really want you to help, uh, want to help you to be able to avoid those. So at the end of that episode, I also shared an important bonus tip. So if you've missed either of those episodes, be sure to go back and listen. In fact, even if you did hear them, it wouldn't be a bad idea to listen to them again and maybe even take some notes for yourself. I've really been pouring out into each of these episodes because I really want all of us to prepare to hit the ground running in the new year. And if this has been helpful to you, um, any of these episode, episodes, then I really encourage you to visit the website, drchhuntley.com, and that's D-R-C-H-H-U-N-T-L-E-Y.com. And check out the upcoming workshop that will be held in January. You really don't want to miss that. Now, the series of episodes and the workshop that's coming up are helpful for you if you fit any of the following descriptions. You are a public health student of any level. You are a, maybe you've already graduated, but you are just had trouble getting into the career field of public health. Or if you are a career professional who feels a little bored or unchallenged by the current role that you have, or perhaps you have ideas about things that could be improved upon, but you're not really sure where to target your ideas, or you're not sure anybody would really listen. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you have some ideas about a business and you're just afraid to really discuss those ideas or afraid to get started or not really sure what to do first or next. If that describes you, then you know, the, this, there's value for you in these episodes and the upcoming workshop. Now, I've worked with many, um, many, many clients who have, you know, bachelor's degree in public health or a master's degree in public health. And I've worked with many people from a variety of backgrounds and degree combinations. And I really enjoy being able to be a part of helping them, you know, with their plans and watching things unfold right before me. So, you know, I've worked with 
medical doctors who also have their master's of public health. I've worked with dentists who also have an MPH. Um, I've worked with people who have their PharmD, so their community pharmacists that maybe work in retail, and they also have and a master's of public health. And this is a really growing population for me. Um, I've worked with several pharmacists who are also in public health over this last year alone. I've also worked with people who have a master's in public health and an MBA, so a master's of business administration and a master's of public health, and a PhD and an MPH. Of the combinations, those are some of the really common combinations that I've worked with and I've seen. And it's fascinating to work with people who are really blending these these um, these areas, these uh, disciplines together and coming up some with some really creative approaches and innovative approaches. It's really exciting. So there's just really just so many intelligent, really intelligent people with great vision, but who are often caught up in like their primary career fields and just lack the opportunity or the chance to explore some of their really um, great and creative ideas. You know, one example that comes to mind is Dr. Agansaken. He was back in episode 75. I interviewed him. He is an infectious disease doctor, medical doctor, and he also has an MBA and he was working on his master's of public health at the time that we started working together. And I was able to provide him with, you know, clarity and focus so that he could really narrow down and become clear about where he wanted to pursue his passion. And, and he had so many ideas. And so I was able to work with him to really help guide him in the direction that, you know, help him kind of sift through all the possibilities. Another example, now, if you haven't heard that episode, make sure you listen. It's Dr. Agensaken in episode 75. Um, another example that comes to mind is Harvey Kennedy. Now you may have uh, that may sound familiar to. He was recently on the podcast in episode 115, and he is an educator in the in the topic area of sexual health. And his his example was phenomenal. He and I worked together, and he talked about how I was able to help him just just he actually couldn't really put together exactly what it was. I mean, it really helped him with vision and clarity, but he had so much already prepared and planned, but just being able to have that session together and work together for a short period of time, he took off and so much has happened. He's grown by leaps and bounds. He has never looked back and he is just continuing to soar. I love following his progress and how, you know, he's really growing. And, and every time I turn around, he's speaking somewhere, he's leading a workshop. It's, it's just amazing to see him take off. And I know he's listening because he listens to every podcast episode. So Harvey, I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. I love being able to work with clients like this and really help them to take off and to pursue their dreams and to really to make things happen. You know, for so many of my clients, I become that person who finally gets their vision and they're able to put their dreams into action. And many of them take off really fast, much like Harvey did. And it's just rewarding for me to be able to be a part of that journey with them. You know, either if it's helping them to just gain, you know, gain clarity for the first time and really start to make those first initial steps and put things into order. It's just amazing to watch them light up and to see that progress. And it's extremely rewarding to be just a part of their journey. So Again, this is just a few examples of how I've been able to really help so many people and, and what I learned from those processes of working with those different clients and so many more that I just can't give you multiple, multiple examples. But that's where I come 
to the the things that I'm sharing with you in, in these episodes. So I'm now going to share, as I talked to you about the very beginning here, five important steps in your public health career planning. These are things that I really want you to listen carefully. I want you to take notes. If you are driving or doing some other activity, you can't take notes now. Make sure you visit the show notes page um, or you just replay this one again a little bit later when you're able to write them down. But these steps are unique to you. So what I mean by that is your responses and your notes for each of these steps will be different from everyone else's. In fact, when you revisit this a year from now or a few years from now, if you revisit these steps, you'll find that your responses to some of them may be a little different because just by nature of growing and changing, okay? But these five steps have to be in order, very important. The first thing is to identify your passion for public health. I talked about this extensively. Well, I talk about it all the time on the podcast. But if you go back to episode 120, I talk about this quite a bit. It is extremely important that you become clear about your passion for public health. And I'm not talking about just a title, a job title, but really and truly what drives you, what moves you. Then step two, after you become clear about what you're passionate, you know, what truly drives you, you know, what motivates you, what you care about the most in public health, then you should assess the opportunities that align with your passion for public health. So taking us, you know, what are the opportunities? It could be a job opportunity that you're looking toward, or it could be a business that you decide that you want to create that will align with your passion for public health. But you have the answer to that. You need to assess what those opportunities are. Once you do that, step three is to determine what skills and resources are necessary for that job or business that you've identified. And then you're going to determine what you already possess and then what you need to obtain. So the reason I say this has to be done in order is this is what happens. A lot of people will try to start here at this number step number three, because someone will tell them that they should do this and And we're always waiting for someone to kind of give us instructions. They'll say, oh, you have this experience or this is your degree. Well, you could become an epidemiologist. And you're thinking, okay, yeah, well, what do I do next? And they start telling you these steps and you start following all these instructions. When you really need to first get clear about what your passions are for public health, what are you interested in? What are you, what do you care most about? And then what positions or job opportunities or business aligns with those passions? Because It may very well be epidemiology, but it may be something else. And then once you've determined, you're clear about your passion, you've assessed and you know what opportunities align, either the job opportunity or the business opportunity. And even if the business is what you want to build, it still may have to start with the job to get the experience or to get, you know, to connect you to ultimately develop or starting that business, or you may go straight to starting the business. It just depends on your scenario. But once you've done that, then you can determine what skills are necessary? What resources do I need? So if it's a job, what skills are necessary for that job? What are required skills for that job opportunity that I've identified that aligns with my passion? If it's a business, what resources are necessary for me to start that business? Those are uh, questions that only you can answer. Then once you've decided what skills are necessary for the job or what resources are necessary for that business, then you need to do a self-assessment and determine a real honest self-assessment. And determine what skills do you already possess 
and what skills are needed or what resources do you already have and what do you need to obtain? You've got to generate that. And I guess the next step is, you know, how are you going to obtain those skills or how are you going to get, gain those resources? So there's sort of three parts to that step three. Okay, so you're going to determine what skills or resources are necessary for either that job or business, and then what you already possess, what you already have, and then how you're going to get what you still need. All of that is part three, step three. Once you've done that, step four is to establish a networking plan. And we talk, I've talked about this earlier in the series in um, episode 120 and also in episode 121, I talked about networking. You're not going to skip this step. And the reason it's step four is because once you've gained this level of clarity and you've got this idea and you've got, you know, you know what you need and how you're going to obtain it, then it becomes clear to you what, how you want to really fine tune your networking strategy because you should already be networking, right? Let's just say yes, you're already networking. Whether you're doing it well or not, you're doing something. So once you've gotten this level of clarity and you've gotten to this, this, this step, then it's going to be even clear to you how to target your network. You're going to be more focused on who you need to, you know, um, the type of people that you want to get to know and, and how you want to get, get, you know, have these conversations with the new people that you're engaging with. Um, so that's an important piece there. And then step number five. You're going to map it out. You're going to set up a system for tracking your progress. You're going to take all of the things that you've identified in that step three, you know, what you need to do, how you're going to get, obtain these skills, your networking strategy. You're going to map out a system starting with your passion. You're going to list the opportunities because that list of opportunities could shift and change as you learn more and get to meet new people. You may find that you're refrain, you may revise. Um, that what some of the ideas you had for job opportunities or business based on getting to know people and learning more and get, you know, gathering those resources and gaining those skills. But you've got to map it out. You've got to put it all together in a system where you can track your progress and you have uh, some sort of accountability. Otherwise, you've got all these great ideas and they're floating around in your head or you may write them down and then move on to something else and then close that notebook and put it on the shelf and it collects dust. And that's not doing you any good. You've got to have a system where you are tracking it. So if you are a pen and paper type of person and you come up with this system, a big binder, and you're going to keep it all, that's fine as long as you're tracking your process and you have some level of accountability so that you're keeping up with what you said you're going to do and you're making forward pro- you know progress you're not standing still with this fancy little plan that you've put together but not taking any action on it so the step five is really important so those import those steps are they need to be in order okay and I really want to make sure that you if you need to pause and Go back and listen to that part again. Do it. If you need to hear this whole thing again, then by all means do so. But this is to help you. And the people who are are really putting in the effort into what I'm sharing in episodes 120, 121, and in this episode 122, those people, when you put that time in and that effort in, you're going to be so much better off when we get to the workshop in January. It's going to be so it's going to be more embedded. You know, we're, a lot of us are very analytical thinkers. So we like to think about something for a while and mull it over and let it sink in and, and have some afterthought later. And if this is you, and I know a lot of people are like that. I'm like that in a lot of cases. So this will help you so much more. So when we get to that workshop, we get to 
January and we've already had our fun through the holiday and you've had time to think about all of this, you're ready to roll in the new year. I didn't want to wait till the new year to start having these conversations. I wanted to do it now so that you would have the time for, you know, that analytical process to go in your mind. So I want you to make sure Again, make sure that you've listened to episodes 120, 121. And if you need to repeat this one, go ahead and do so. Visit the website and um, you're going to find the details of this upcoming career strategy workshop. That's in, that's already The date's already set for January. So make sure that you opt in so that you don't miss that. And then I want you to review the notes that you've taken along with the steps, these five steps that I've just talked about. Review that and prepare any questions that you have about these steps. Now, during the workshop in January, you have a chance to ask your questions. So if you're going through this and you're, you have questions about these steps, and I really want you to, it needs to be focused on these steps because if you can get these steps down, it's going to make a huge difference for you moving into 2020. So be ready because I know I'm, I'm really pumped up about this. I've been preparing for a long time. For, for what we're going to be doing in January. So I'm ready. And all of you who are ready and show up in January with me, we're going to have a grand time in that workshop because I'm showing up to help iterate, th- reiterate this, help answer your questions and help as many of you as I possibly can with next steps. All right, everyone. Until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.